It's time, Fort Wayne. Your sports, your station. It's, it's the, the Sports, sports Rush, Rush with Brett Ruff. Covering all the topics that hit a nerve here in the Summit City. Clark, 11 yard touchdown. Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Now, here's your host, Brett Rump. The greatest, most interesting, most important person of all time. for this Wednesday that we're talking about the clock ticking because we have to end the show a bit early. Stepping aside for Purdue basketball. Boilermakers take on Northwestern at Mackey Arena and the pregame gets started at 5.30. So we've got about 20 more minutes of show heading your way, including women's basketball coach, Purdue Fort Wayne, Maria Marcasano. But how many people remember seeing her play at Elmhurst? And then on to a college career at Butler, Successful coach, three-point shooter. She'd be one of those that was marked on the uh, the scouting report as a shooter. Got to pick her up. Got to get a hand in her face. But uh, tonight, they're going to have to hit some shots because they take on Cleveland State. A very tough battle at the Gate Center tonight at 7 o'clock. And uh, you can get tickets at the door. Come on out on campus. It's free parking, cheap concessions, uh, and, and good entertainment. Two of the top three teams in the Horizon League doing battle tonight with Cleveland State and Purdue Fort Wayne. We'll talk to her coming up in about uh, 12, 13 minutes from now. Also, we were talking about Indiana basketball. Well, hey, <laughs> hey, uh, Indiana fans, Mike Woodson is going out tonight to recruit a shooter. Oh, a shooter. The prayers have been answered for Hoosiers fans. Mike Woodson is going out tonight to Greenfield Central to see in person four-star shooting guard Braylon Mullins. Now, Mullins made a name for himself recently because he's been putting up some big, big games. The 6'5 class of 2025 shooting guard had a 50-point game had uh, multiple other 40-point games, and uh, Mike Woodson's going to be heading out to see him today. Also, assistant coach Brian Walsh will attend. Mullins, a uh, a player with Greenfield Central, a junior. He, uh, I saw the game where he was almost single-handedly taking care of Pendleton Heights. I think it went overtime. He had like 52 points, hit the game winner. Yeah, yeah, 51. Just, yeah, just still. an <laughs> insane game, yeah. And... Uh, that was uh, Pendleton Heights, I think, this past weekend. But he's had games, get this, of 50, 26, 44, and 27 over his last four games. Wow. He can light up the scoreboard. He can make threes. He makes plays off the dribble. He distributes. He's just the complete package. And at 6'5", he's a versatile type of guard. Exactly what Indiana needs. And Mike Woodson and Brian Walsh out to recruit tonight at Greenfield Central. So I thought Indiana fans would be excited to know that Mike Woodson has found an Indiana shooting guard that he is recruiting. Just got to get him to commit. 
That's Just the next step. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean, doesn't mean you're going to sign him, but it does mean he's at least on the radar. Of course, uh, there's plenty of other schools too that are looking at him. Yeah. I saw that his next visit is actually with the Butler Bulldogs. He's got Notre Dame, Cincinnati, Butler, Wisconsin, Virginia, Creighton, Iowa Whew. among schools. Yeah, that's uh, maybe, a list. And maybe he doesn't know it, but we'll just throw Purdue Fort Wayne if he wants to come. <laughs> yeah, you're always welcome. Yeah, you're always welcome to come here. Uh, but, yeah, he's he's an outstanding player, and uh, they're tech- checking him out tonight. So there you go. Yeah, he goes to Butler on February 13th. 46862 is Parkview Sports Medicine text line. So the news is official. Tom Brady is actually coming to Fox. There was some speculation, maybe, you know, after taking the year off, maybe he would, maybe he wouldn't. And if he did, maybe he wouldn't take the number one analyst job. But it looks like he is going to come to Fox next season, and he is going to have the number one analyst job, which means Greg Olson is going to be knocked down to either number two or whatever. We're not sure exactly what will happen with Greg Olson. A lot of people thought Olson was doing a really good job, and I think he was doing a fine job. I mean, I don't think there was a reason for Fox to go out and find somebody, but he is being replaced by a guy that many people consider to be a goat, the goat. Uh, and so, you know, I, I don't know if there's shame in this for Greg Olson. I mean, Phil Sims has made a career with CBS after being knocked out of the booth by Tony Romo. And I think that still might have been a mistake, but... Um, you know, I think for Greg Olson, it's like, find your niche. Maybe your niche is in the studio. Maybe your niche is pregame. Maybe, uh, you know, whatever it might be, because he's a talented guy. Certainly, there's going to be a future and there's going to be demand for him. I think the big question is, what do we expect from Tom Brady? Is he going to do the job as the analyst? Certainly, he's got the resume, but it's a different ball game when the lights go on and the microphone's hot. As to whether or not you can do the job. And, uh, and, and I don't know. I mean, the big thing now is to, to everybody go after the biggest name coach that's available. Like everybody's talking about Belichick making it on TV. <laughs> and, uh, you know, okay, maybe. Uh, Bill Belichick does not seem like good TV to me. No, his press conferences were never exactly, you know, great theater. No, and it's not like he's just going to suddenly flip a switch and become a, a media personality. Our focus is on Sunday. Our focus is on Sunday. We're talking about Sunday's game. I will not answer questions about yeah. this at this time. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I guess I got this <laughs> question, though. If you could take any current player or coach, not someone who's on the sideline that's available. I'm talking about among the current players and coaches. Who would you pick if you were a TV executive? To be your top color analyst. That's a tough choice. Out of all the coaches that are out there. I actually, I like the... Or players. Or players. I'll include players because plenty of players are jumping in now to be the analyst. But out of everybody in the NFL, who would you take? I like the personality and mind of our very own Shane Steichen here in Indianapolis. I Um, think he'd be good on the media, but I also like him on the field, so hopefully not. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you mine. Go for it. Sean McVay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good choice. That wasn't who you picked, but you act like it's obvious. It is obvious. You I forgot. Just, I you, forgot you, about okay. Sean. Sean McVay would probably be the one that I would pick. He's got a face for TV. He's is a- there a player that we're missing? I mean, I can't see Mahomes. Not sure about Kelsey. Um, you know, Jason Kelsey, I think, could be very entertaining. He's doing the podcast. I think sure. he's got a good sense of humor. Um, likable guy. Will he know the X's and O's? Will he deliver properly? 
I don't know. Say the right thing at the right time. Not stumble over his words. I, I don't know, but I, uh, I, I we ask I, our listeners, who yeah, would they go after? 46862. I could see maybe as a player, Russell Wilson might be good on TV, but uh, he also does have a personality that kind of rubs, you know, it rubs against other players sometimes, but it might be good in the world of media. Yeah, I uh, I don't know that I would buy into Wilson. Um, you know, sometimes you'd have to put on a little bit of a personality to take on the role. Um, I don't know about Matt Stafford. No. I'm trying to think of quarterbacks because quarterbacks are always popular. 46862, tell us who you would have as your next color analyst if you're the TV executive. Of course, you know, maybe we even ta- open this up and say, what about, uh, what if we did this for the NBA? Because ESPN just broke up their their trio. Yeah. It, well, it got broken. They broke up <laughs> last year's group, and then they formed a new trio, which has been broken up because Doc Rivers has come back to coaching. And right now they're just going with Mike Breen and Doris Burke as a two-person crew. So I guess if there was somebody that was a home run, maybe they could put them into that broadcast team. Some text rolling in. Somebody said McDaniels. Uh, Somebody else going with JT. I'm assuming that means Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Someone said George Kittle would be an absolutely unbelievable analyst. He's hilarious and I think would make it really entertaining. Uh, somebody said, uh, not Mahomes. No one could listen to Kermit talk for more than five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Um, Mr. Vegas said uh, Brady could be better than Romo and Olsen for Mr. Vegas. He thinks he could be better than Olsen. Somebody said Snoop Dogg. <laughs> That's not a player <laughs> oh, or a coach. Yeah. Uh, somebody said Mike Tomlin. I don't know. He's kind of rigid, mm-hmm. isn't he? Um, I Everybody has been bringing him up, like nationally, talking about Mike Tomlin making the jump into TV. Um you know, I don't know. We'd we'd have to see what he's like away from the field. Bill Cower was a guy that nobody would have expected right. to be a TV personality because he always had that frown on his face, uh, that scowl. And he, and he goes on to TV. He's been magnificent uh, in the pregame show. Um, who would you have? Yeah, a couple more rolling in. Somebody said Bill Belichick would be the death of commentating. <laughs> <laughs> someone else is going with someone that's already on TV. It was Shannon Sharp. He's already on yeah. sports media. Uh, hi. Hire Alexander. Although I don't know if Shannon Sharp is doing color. That's true. So he, maybe what they're saying is they would put him in the booth and make him on the put him on the number one team uh, broadcast team. Somebody said Pittman Jr. is very well spoken too. And then we got a text that says that's true. Aaron Rodgers Jeopardy. <laughs> oh jeez, <laughs> they can have fun with Jeopardy. Yeah, Four six eight six two Parkview Sports Medicine text line. We'll take a break when we come back on the other side. You've got Maria Marcasano, women's basketball coach, Purdue Fort Wayne. This is the Sports Rush on thirteen eighty The Fan and one hundred point nine FM. Joining us right now, it is women's basketball coach Maria Marcasano, and uh, a nice win over the weekend. It was pink out on Saturday, and getting back home and having such an emotional day uh, had to be an exciting win for you to be able to not only recognize those that have had to deal with the breast cancer, and I know it's a personal issue with you, but uh, but also to, to have the players come through and, and get that win against a good opponent. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, our girls put a little bit of added pressure on themselves when when they play in special games like that. You could see it from the jump. Uh, We were getting great looks and just couldn't finish. But, uh, you know, we've talked since this summer about making adjustments and being able to win games when you're not hitting shots. And, um, you know, defensively, we had a very, very solid game. NKU had been scoring um, in the 80s three out of their last four games, and we held them to 55. um, And and we found a way, and that's what we talked about before the game. It doesn't matter how or who, just, just find a way to 
to get this dub today. What's the key to the defense? Is there anything in particular that you see that you do really well in locking down a team and holding them to 55 points? I think this year just the key has been consistency. I think we saw flashes of it last year. Uh, but this year, you know, our length, our experience, um, and just being consistently physical in the paint and, and really rebounding. We've been a lot better with our rebounding uh, this year. And like I said, you know, bringing back the six starters that we reference so often, they're one unit out there when, when those, you know, five of those six are on the floor together. They are so connected, um, and that helps a lot on the defensive end. Well, and, and you know, you talk about adding the freshmen into the mix this year, but it, one thing it does do is it gives you that flexibility to be able to play people in different positions and maybe even size up a little more than you could in the past. How has that impacted your ability to defend? Yeah, for sure. Our two freshmen that come in are both six foot, so um, and they're both, you know, extremely athletic. Erin uh, Woodson, obviously freshman of the week this week, she's particularly strong on the perimeter. She's got really good instincts. She gets a lot of deflections and steals. And Renna, who's so you know versatile, she's playing you know basically two through five for us. Um, to be able to put her in a, a number of different you know positions is so valuable. Um, but Des is one of our best defenders. She might be small. She's five five. She does not play five five. She's got extremely long arms. Uh, when she's locked in she's the best on-ball defender in our conference and it's really not even close coach you're a shooter and so i want to ask your opinion on four for 24 from the three-point line you got the win so we go back and look at this stat because you've got shooters that are better shooters than four for 24 and i know sometimes what happens is you know it's the way you you set up the shot it's where you got the pass is the rhythm you shoot it in um is there anything i mean is that just one of those fluky stats that it just happened to be a tough night for everybody is it uh you know is it something where you you were a little out of rhythm offensively uh because this is a really good three-point shooting team and and on uh saturday the team seemed to struggle a bit I think it was a combination of a few things. I, we this is going to sound really really odd, but we struggle when we're really open. And and this was a game where we were very very open. And on top of that, we watched a lot of film and we saw last year's film and we saw this year's film of NKU's defense and we knew exactly which threes were going to be open. So I think instead of our kids just going with the flow and seeing what they had, they were hunting those spots. Um and we forced a couple early ones. Now we had some wide open ones that we missed as well, but I think going into that game, the kids knew they were going to get those threes so they were so you know aggressive to find them and shoot them that they weren't playing with a lot of flow and rhythm and just letting the game come to them when you uh look back on your first half of the horizon league season i asked coach kaufman kind of analyze where you're at what you've seen and what's ahead what you want to do maybe to improve in the second half but your thoughts here at the midway point well, on the women's side, just there's no nights off. You know, every game is a tough game. Um, <clears throat> you know, NKU is one of the you know quote unquote bottom teams, and and we were we were worried about that matchup. I mean, they've got strong post play, they've got strong guards, they had been scoring it, they were finally getting healthy. Um, I think you know personally with our team, you know, I think we had some good wins, and I think we had a few that we let slip away that we're really gonna kick ourselves about late in the season. But at the same time, I feel like we're we're trending in the right direction. We're starting to play better basketball. Um, our rotations are becoming more clear and um honestly you know it's it's the grittiness and and <clears throat> the intangibles that are going to carry us this time of year and i think our team has that experience and they're really locked in right now and been getting in the gym a lot and, and ready to put this final 
final push towards the end of the season uh, in full force. You know, there hasn't been a lot of freshmen stepping up other than the, the couple of freshmen that you've had in your lineup throughout the Rising League. But uh, over the last month or so, we've really seen some growth in Carter McRae. She is a really good one that Northern Kentucky had out there. She's phenomenal. I mean, I think they changed the stat. I thought it was 19 rebounds at the end of the game, but they changed it to 20. Um, you know, our conference puts a lot of value on winning. So Aaron Woodson gets freshman of the week. I think it's hard to overlook Carter's performance just because her team lost. But, um, you know, she... You know, she's a borderline maybe first team all-conference. Forget freshman of the year. She might be a top five to six player in our league. Um, you know, she she plays with so much poise, and she's only 6'1", so it's not like she's a huge post player. Uh, but she is physical. She's poised. She's under control. She finishes. Um, she's a savvy vet out there for, for being a first year. All right, so coming up tomorrow night, it's Cleveland State. And, and I think if you go and ask anybody that's followed women basketball in the Ryzen League, you'd say the two top teams are Cleveland State and Green Bay and the the current standings kind of bear that out but Cleveland State you had a pretty competitive game with them they were able to pull out a 12-point win in Cleveland that game just a couple of weeks ago uh what do you expect what are some of the keys uh, going against Cleveland State yeah, the game at Cleveland State is one of those ones we felt like we let slip away. You know, we played them extremely tough. Um, you know, they're coming off a loss, so they're going to be ready to play. You know, you always hate that, but they're going to be, you know, ready to go. Um, you know, they lose the player of the year in Destiny Leo, who is just, I mean, an absolute monster. And they gained uh, through the transfer portal probably the next two player of the year candidates in our conference, which is insane to think about because Colby Mabels and Michaela Purdue are just phenomenal athletes. They're skilled. They're scoring it at a very high clip, and really they're carrying in that team. You know, he doesn't really play his subs. I think in that last game that they lost, their bench scored zero points. Um, so they're living on their starters. Um, obviously, we've got to take care of the ball. We did not do that well at their place. The zone that they play, it'll turn you over. Um, they have athletes. They also have size in it. You know, their their back line is 6'3", 6'1", and 6'0". Um, so they're lengthy. They get a lot of deflections. Um, but I feel good about our game plan. You know, we've got to get stops, but I, I'm not worried about the zone this time around. Even last time around, we got great looks. Um, but if we take care of it and we rebound, um, I think we'll be in a good spot. Health-wise, how is the team? Good, good. Uh, obviously, Kay, you know, with the surgery on her knee, she'll be out a couple more weeks. It was just a little cleanup. Uh, but everyone else is good to go. And, um, you know, we, like I said, we feel like we're in a good spot right now being in this final stretch. We're healthy. Um, we finally are off the road for a little bit of a stretch. You know, we had a rough first half of the season with so many road games back to back to back. So we feel like we're in a good spot right now. This is Purdue Fort Wayne men's basketball coach John Cole. And you're listening to The Sports Rush with Brett Rump on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Go Dons. Hey, we're stepping aside because coming up next, we've got the Purdue Radio Network. It's coverage of the Purdue Boilermakers taking on the Northwestern Wildcats. Of course, all Boilermakers fans remember the trip for Purdue into Evanston. It's revenge night at Mackey Arena. Got to take care of Boo Booey. Yeah, the star Northwestern guard. I tell you what, he can really light it up. The oh, guy's yeah. got plenty of experience. It's not going to phase him being in front of a big crowd. I think Lance Jones probably has to guard Boo Booey. And then, uh, you know, one of the problems might be guarding Brooks Barnheiser of Northwestern. This is a kid that went to high school right there in Lafayette. So it's a homecoming for him. But uh, 5.30, we'll turn it over a couple of minutes away. And... Uh, Tip around 6.30. Big thanks to our guest today. Mike Daly, new Tincast manager, joined us in our first hour. 
Kent Sterling also on board. And you just heard from Purdue Fort Wayne women's basketball coach Maria Marcasano. If you miss any part of the show, want to get back and catch up, you can always do it on our podcast. It's posted after every show, usually within an hour. Just go wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and search for Sports Rush with Brett Rump. That will do it for our Wednesday edition. Thursday edition comes up tomorrow, 4 to 6. Make sure you make an appointment listening for the Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.